Hey, hey, welcome to Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-host Nate Safer. This week we're taking you inside... Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater's Scandival, and how Hollywood is using the SAG strike to catch up on their plastic surgery. Over on Bravo, we're diving into Rinna's call to protest BravoCon. Hashtag, she's not invited. Bethany's latest, grossest TikTok spiral, and Teresa's delusional one-sided feud with Sofia Vergara. Greetings! Greetings and salutations. Hello. How's it going for you? It's growing wonderfully, wonderfully. How are you? How are things? Missed you last week. I'm fine. I still am not on IMDb, so the strike really isn't hurting. I don't even, let alone a union membership, I don't have an IMDb and it kills me every time. You and Stacey do. We do. Yeah. I even had a, uh, when I was at E, I even had, uh, they had somebody like an, in, I don't know if it was, an, we have no idea. It might've been an intern who actually updated it for us. Wow. So most of my credits, I didn't put on there myself, which was that, you know, that, that makes you feel pretty special. I want to start, I have someone else's IMDB pro login. I don't even have my own subscription, but maybe I could just fill one out. <laughs> do just it. Just start adding things. Oscar winner. Start taking like, I was in both Oppenheimer and Barbie. <laughs> and speaking of stuff like SAG and I don't know, sagging, where's where's our sweet little Stacy this week? Uh, I'm not privy to say. Um, but, you know, who who can say? Well, you know, with, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm okay to say you guys are on the you guys are the entertainment elites with your IMDBs and such. Me, mm-hmm. not so much. So I'm going to burn you all down with me. Stacy, yeah. Stacy, a SAG member, is using the strike time to uh, beautify herself. With uh, she's recovering from a full facelift. Yeah. Well, you know, it's everybody's taking the time. It's that it's it's a good time to get away, so you don't have to be seen for a little bit. Yeah. Also, due to some ongoing um, HR violations, she and I are not allowed to be on the same call at the same time, which is why she was, which is why we're rotating weeks here. Oh my God! Uh, you you guys are Raquel. You guys are Raquel and Sheena. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, last week I was waiting out in the Airstream trailer out in the driveway. Now she's doing the same thing. Stacy's actually a hundred yards away from a webcam. She, she's she's actually one hundred and one yards away, just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but she is, no, yeah, we're going to go with that. Facelift, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. It's true. She's going to, she can come back better than ever. Better than ever. You know who had a big comeback this week to the headlines, but I Who's don't think that? it's really great for her career. Not so much, no. Ariana Grande. Yeah, she's in the news for uh she's not actually often in the news except for relationships mm-hmm. like you know because she's not which is weird she has such a reputation this i love her i am a uh arianator as they call them that's the fan base it's the it's the worst fa- of all the names swifties bay uh you know bayhive wait what Ariana-der, is it ariana tour like like ariana tour like I've almost been. like gladiator 
Yeah, I've been pronouncing it or reading it in my head wrong. Like I was thought it was like an Ariana tour. Yeah, I guess it is yeah, how you say it. Ariana. But it's funny that's it, she hates it. Like she's she's gone on record as saying, I love my fans. I hate that name with good reason. We it's hard to pronounce. Yeah. Like Belieber, that's easy. But Arianador is not Arianador. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. It, it makes more sense like when you read it. But saying it out loud, it's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah, just just she- kind of like falling in love with your cast. You're married. Oh, they were both married. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. She, she um Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's seen any news or read any social media that Ariana Grande and her co-star from Wicked are um Scandivaling it, <laughs> sort of. Yes, the timelines. So she, yeah, she announced. I guess people have been saying that she'd been separated from her husband for some time. Like she, they hadn't been seen together in a while. Her husband, uh, his name's Dalton Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, they got married about two years ago, and he's not a well. He he's in like high end real estate, but he's not himself a celebrity. Like the, he's the, not the first thing I looked for. He doesn't work for the agency or Hilton and Highland no, since that no. matters a lot in this podcast. I think it's like Coldwell banker or something. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I guess the, I, the, the re the reasons for their breakup are seem legit to me. Basically what they said was that they got together in 2020, right during the pandemic. And basically the entire first year of them being together and their first year of marriage was pandemic where Mm. they were like, you know, quarantined in together. But once the, once the people could get out and about again, he was not used to the celebrity because Mm. when he was with her for those two years, when everybody's inside, he didn't have to deal with paparazzi. He didn't have to deal with fans. Right. They just like had each other. Yeah. And, and once once that lifted and she started going and getting hounded again, he couldn't, he just freaked. It happens a lot. You see that a lot when, when people date normies and yeah. they just can't handle it. So their relationship ending seems totally legit. And, and th- you know, I actually, but, uh, g- yeah. I, I'm, I give him credit for that because it turns out then he didn't want the celebrity. I assume, yeah. especially a realtor, a high end realtor in LA where celebrity counts for a lot. I mean, um, in networking and making sales, he actually turned, he didn't want that. I mean, what a mensch. (laughs) Most of them, (laughs) most of them marry girls like that for the celebrity. Or for money. But I mean, I don't know his financial situation, but a high-end realtor, I imagine he does well. Yes. I don't know. I mean, the ring was nice, although who knows how much she, she chipped in for that. Who knows? Yeah. Sometimes they buy their own. But the uh, yeah, like you said, she is now dating publicly. Before it was down the down low, her dating her co-star, uh, Ethan's his name's Ethan Slater, um, and his he was also married, like you said, and that is a lot more complicated because, by all accounts, he apparently left his wife for Ariana Grande with a wife with a small baby. Yes, they had it's... a baby last year. The baby's uh, I don't know if. If he's, it's a son. I don't know if he's quite one yet, but he was born last year. Yeah, and they're they're like high school sweethearts. Like she's also not a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they grew up together, high school sweethearts. They've been married um, 
for let's see they got married in 2018 but it were been together since they were kids so this 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 timeline's a bit more scandalous because he he and Ariana are trying to go, claim that um that they they never got together until he was separated from his wife but his wife is saying I only found out about this last week. We weren't separated. Now yeah. we are, but we weren't. So the wife is totally, and the wife went to, uh, her name's Lily Jay. I should just call her the wife. She went to page six and gave an interview, kind of torching them both, um, saying, refuting, saying like, no, I did not know about this. Um, and and she had a she had a great line where she she referred to Ariana, basically calling her a homewrecker. Her exact line was, Ariana is not a girl's girl. My family is just collateral damage to her. That's going to haunt her. Uh, yep. Gonna, that she, Liz Taylor, his wife, Ethan's wife, Lily, was the Debbie Reynolds in this. With their, she was mm-hmm. like the wholesome, happy home maker, I guess. And then Ariana Grande's that vixen who... Although I don't blame her, you know, it takes two, but I mean, she's, yeah, no, she, she's the exactly. bad girl in this though. I mean, but the, the wife, Lily J, she does have a little bit of a uh, little bit of us in her, uh, in a good way where she tried to claim that she did not mean to give that interview to page six. Like she evidently told Ethan, um, she said, Oh, I didn't know what on the record meant. She's trying to play totally innocent by giving this, this interview. And I'm like, I respect the hell out of that. She's yeah. like, I don't know what I didn't know he was allowed to record it. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. How hath no fury like a woman scorned. Yes. And but- it, it, he's like you said, they, there's the, the talk of not only is the, the homewrecker status or potential homewrecker status, but yes, there have been some discussions because he's um, hideous. Okay, he's an that's, ogre. That's harsh. A that's gremlin. Harsh. Okay. Ariana. <laughs> I think that is what shocks people the most here is that, well, there are, you know, you have the whole affair and stuff, but you have the fact he is, um, not traditionally handsome whatsoever. And okay, it comes he, from like the dorkiest theater background. Who well, that's the thing. That's the thing you have to remember though, is that yes, Ariana's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Yes. She's a allegedly an enormous diva who allegedly, according to rumors and urban legend, she requires the security care here around her around like a small child. And I actually believe that whether or not that's a rumor or not, I could actually mm. totally see security guards carrying her around like a toddler. Um, but she is deep down a theater nerd. And this coupling is the most theater nerd of theater. Like he's a, he's an accomplished actor. Like he was nominated for a Tony for playing SpongeBob on Broadway. Like mm-hmm. he's a Broadway leading man. Um, so them as a couple to a certain subsect of, of the theater community out there. I saw somebody tweet. I wish I could remember who it was. It was a great line saying that Ariana and Ethan are basically the Brangelina for folks who know the entire, every single word to the musical Susical. Like this is, this is their Brangelina. So like, yeah. So like this, so in the theater nerd coupling, this makes sense. But yes, it traditionally speaking, not the most. I mean, like she married the, I feel bad for, can you imagine like his estranged wife is 
taller than him, attractive. She's been there with him from day one. She just had his child. She was too good for him, at least aesthetically from the beginning. (laughs) And then so for her to even think about losing him and that like, it's hard to fathom and that he would be scooped up by someone as A-list and attractive and in demand as Ariana. I'd be baffled. I mean, like, yeah, I've seen, I saw a lot of people have thrown out the old uh, Lyle Lovett, Julia Roberts, True. had a similar vibe to it. But again, talent sort of, um, you know, ta- talent can shine through because same thing with Lyle Lovett. Yes, you might not find him conventionally attractive, but he's super talented, which is this, the Ethan Slater is that yeah. way. And she, I could totally see the... Um, the the Lily J, the wife, throwing this shot out at Ariana saying well, she's not a girl's girl. Ariana has a history of doing this. Mm. Like you said, it is to- you, it's, it's totally unfair to blame one side, but this happens to her a lot. Yeah. Like she, um, uh, I don't know if you remember, she back in two, uh, 2014, Ariana was dating Big Sean, the rapper mm-hmm. Big Sean. And allegedly, she, Ariana stole Big Sean from Naya Rivera. And this is according to Naya Rivera in her memoir. Um, She said that like they were engaged, Naya Rivera and Big Sean were engaged. And she said one day she came home to Big Sean's house and Ariana was just sitting in the living room. And Naya's like, I don't even know who this girl is. And she's, Mm -hmm. she's at my fiance's house and he broke up with, with Naya and started dating Ariana. So that's one. And then Pete Davidson, there was a lot of question about when exactly. Remember, before she was with Pete Davidson, um, what was that like two years ago? Um, she Pete, Pete was with Cassie David, Larry David's daughter, right? Right. For a year, for several years, and their breakup was basically he broke up with with Cassie David in um, I don't who knows exactly when. It's kind of uh, muddy. But then he started dating Ariana like within a month, and then he was engaged to Ariana a month later. So it's like, okay, did she break up that couple too? Cassie David said yes. I remember yeah. in her book, she said it sent her into like a psychotic spiral. I mean, like, I don't know if she had to be institutionalized, but I mean, she was, in, and she said, I remember it was horrible. Like the girl, Ariana basically, he dumped her for Ariana. They cheated together, whatever. And then the, all of the internet was ridiculing Cassie David, saying, like, what an upgrade for P. Mm-hmm. Like, he dumped the pretty girl, he dumped the ugly girl for the pretty. I mean, it was really traumatic for her. Yes. So, so, so I mean, our, so Ariana has a bit of a track record here. Again, um, the guys are totally equally to blame. It, absolutely. But she has a bit of a track record. I give, I give this guy, a, this is horrible. This is his one shot. He'll never have... This is... Okay, Pete Davidson went on to date Kim Kardashian. And and Kate Beckinsale and... Yeah. Yeah. I do not think Ethan Slater... Ethan Slater, Broadway's leprechaun, is ever go... The SpongeBob leprechaun is ever going to have a shot at a girl like this again. And so I see why he was tempted... I, the th- I again a, a big Ariana Ariana tour me as, as always, um, but it always kind of creeps me out when these guys like fantasize. Like Pete Davidson said some very crude things like publicly about like how he would fantasize about her before he was actually ever 
with her. Because she like looks like a her. little girl. That's just, that's what creeps me out is I think she's it's so insanely talented, but she looks like a child and she, she's 30. She's 30 mm. now, but she still looks like a teenager. And I feel like she always will. And there's just some, all these guys that like fantasize about her. It kind of, it really creeps me out. It's like, what are you going for there? Like what, it's like a fetish. what's going on? Yeah, exactly. And again, that's, that's nothing. That's not her fault, but it's still just, it's weird. So yeah, oh, who knows? One knock, something against him because what I like about this too is like you said, his uh, estranged wife Lily went to the press, and he's clearly speaking to the press too because now I think I saw TM. He's trying to spin it. So mm-hmm. uh, two things: Ariana Grande now says she's giving him space while he works out co-parenting. The way I look at this is she wasn't prepared for the heat from this. Um, he's not worth it. <laughs> I I mean, she yeah. goes through relationships. He may have tanked his marriage, his family for an, an escapade or a tryst, whatever. Yeah. I don't think, she, I don't think Ariana's in it for the long haul with them and the backlash. And then the second is now TMZ saying he just desperately wants to co-parent. Mm-hmm. with his ex and what that spin is from a publicity angle his people obviously went to tmz with that and he's what they're trying to do is portray him as this good guy who like blaming the wife he cheated on like she's withholding yeah. the baby and he just wants to be there for his family and that's a bunch of crap because um you have ariana who obviously can't take the heat um, and then you have him, and like I, he's a Broadway theater nerd. I don't think he's ever used to this backlash. I don't think he's ever no. been the the dick, basically the bad guy. I don't think he knows how to handle it. Yeah, he. They even tried to to spin it that yeah, you know, the originally like he and Ariana have sort of been releasing not necessarily joint statements, but it does seem to come from the same place. And he was saying that the, the wife knew about this. This is not a new thing. Um, yeah. And then he was trying to make them look good. He and Ariana look good by saying like, we, you know, we just tried to, to lay low out of respect for, for Lily and everything. We didn't want to throw it in her face, but obviously. You're cheating they, they with look- an A-list top tier star, like and both married. They lost their buffer. That was the problem is that when they were over, they were over in, in um, the UK. I'm not, I don't remember recall exactly where they're shooting Wicked right now, mm-hmm. but it's somewhere in the UK. They got shut down because of the strike. So they were over there, an ocean away. They could sneak around, but now they're here, and he's he's East Coast. He's New York based, mm-hmm. as most theater folks are. She's LA based. So now it's like a thing for them to be seen together. Whereas in London, on set, nobody thought a thing. But now yeah. with the strike, they can't go back. So like they probably could have let this go for a long time had the strike not happened. Yeah, like maybe ironed out some of their marital proceedings, but. Yeah, you know the saddest thing, and, and, and I I really like him, and he's super talented. So the all the thing the the knocks on his looks make me make me sad. But it is he's playing a munchkin in the movie. Is I he? Mean, yeah. So I was wait because I don't know theater at all. Um, I he, not my scene. I, and so wait, he when I was calling him things like Broadway's Leprechaun, I wasn't that far off. He well, the character he plays in Wicked, I I could be wrong unless I'm getting the character wrong, but I believe he's a like lives in Munchkinland, so it's unfortunate for him that the this 
that his looks are being highlighted when he's playing a mind. It's unfortunate. Though, to be honest, I like all the photos of him with his wife. Like you said, his wife, I don't know how short he is, to be honest, but his wife towers over him. Yeah. Ariana is tiny, so they'll look tiny together. Those will be weird looking kids. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't think they're not going to make it. She's going to move on. This was his big shot. I think it means more to him than it does to her. She's kind of like Elizabeth Taylor. Once Eddie and her, Eddie Fisher and her only lasted a very short time. And she was on to, I think, Richard Burton after. She'll find her next. Yeah. She'll land for him. I wish him well ish, but I don't. Well, he has to deal with those stands. Like her, her stands are have not been kind. Mm-hmm. Have not been, and they didn't seem to have any problem with Dalton Gomez, the ex, probably because he liked behind being behind the scenes, or for whatever reason, her fans were fine with that coupling. But they have a big problem with this one, and yeah. you don't want to you don't want to cross any none of those fandoms. You don't want to cross any of those hives. Right, you're you're, you're going to have to disappear off of all social media, off of everything. Yeah. Well, on the bright side for him, given the comments, mean people out there on Twitter or right here on this podcast mm-hmm. have been saying saying about that special little punim of his. <laughs> a lot of plastic a lot of stars are using the strike, um, the downtime from it to get plastic catch up on their plastic surgery now. Yeah. Yeah. That, we saw we, we saw a similar thing during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now it's, it's not surprising. I mean, it's, I guess why, you know, why not? You're, you know, the, the thing is, is that, so a doctor, um, specifically the doctor I saw, he, uh, his name is, uh, Dr. Ben Talay. I don't remember. Wait, you saw him. him? Well, no, I saw him on TV. Oh, I oh God. I thought you I, no, like no. Yeah, no, no, my doctor. No, no. Okay, yeah. I, I should have rephrased that. The doctor I saw doing an interview, not my personal plastic surgeon, who I actually do have a personal plastic surgeon, um, not doing facelifts, uh, more, you know, other things. Um, but yeah, so this Dr. Ben Talay was um, on TMZ talking about this. He's a uh, plastic surgeon for the Beverly Hills Center for Plastic Surgery. He went to UCLA, would, by the way. I had nice. to look that up. Nice, Go Bruins. Nice. So I'll trust every word he says. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's the most skilled surgeon he could possibly be. Um, yeah, he was saying that this is to, business is booming right now. He says he's doing procedures seven days a week. Um, he he said he's he's kind of throwing out little. Obviously, he's not going to name names because he, he legally cannot. Like even even it would make him a shitty doctor, a, a shitty person to name names, but legally he's not even allowed. Oh that. yeah, he could. That's like what is it called? Like HIPAA, HIPAA doctor patient, HIPAA, yeah. Uh, yeah, doctor patient confidentiality. Um, but yeah, no, I was surprised he even did this, admitting that business yeah. is booming because even hinting, you know, they usually stay quiet; they won't say at all. And so for him, he listed off people. He was like, I had two of the biggest athletes, two of the biggest actors. A, uh, he said, a, what did he say? A Scientologist actor. He, he, he's, yes, he, he said, well, I think he said, I have, I have two of the biggest singers in the world, or two of the biggest athletes. Uh, he, said fi- he actually said five or six actors who I drooled over as a kid 
So you can try to figure like place that age range by, I mean, by what he is. But yeah, then the, the thing that caught a lot of people's attention is he said that one of his clients was a, it was a Scientologist, a famous Scientologist who made requests about how the operating room could be set up mm-hmm. for, based on whatever. I, I don't really know Scientology outside of their views on mental health, like how obviously how they feel yeah. about like psychiatrists and psychologists. I have not really, I don't know their thoughts on other medicine. Like what, I don't know what specifically a Scientologist would need in an operating room. Yeah, like you know? I was wondering if he just meant like um, if he needs the bed turned in a certain direction towards like you know how like Islam has Mecca or things like that. It's like maybe, but now that you bring it up, maybe he meant there's some he wanted some kind of alternative medicine. Or, maybe I don't or, know, but I'm just. But it, it certainly got people's attention because. Um, do we think he's refer? Do we all think he's referring to the same Scientologists? Uh, well, this is because this was my question: is that um, obviously I would guess to mention that this person's a Scientologist and to for this person to have the um, the balls to try to make to basically make demands of an opera of a surgeon in an operating room mm-hmm. makes me think it's a high pro very high profile Scientologist. Yeah. I don't think your mid-level Scientologists are making these demands to, to plastic surgeon. So I, it makes you think like, okay, so what kind of high end? I think, okay. Tom Cruise is obviously the first thought, but I don't think, I, I don't think he would be wise to cross him. I think that, and I'm trying to think who else and what's his name? Travolta, John Travolta. Well, what's, he's what's have it, worked on. He he has he has. Um, what's interesting though is that uh, you notice you don't see a lot of the big a like this this doctor specifically saying a list b list actors mm-hmm. are, are the ones having this job, and he's saying to the point that they all had like contingency plans going in because they knew that a strike was probably coming, but this was back when the writers first struck. And he said, actors, celebrities were coming to him saying like, okay, if the strike doesn't happen, I just want some like skin tightening, something minor. If the strike does happen, we'll do full. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, well, now look at it. Look, look at celebrities. You aren't seeing on the picket line. Like you are seeing a few A-list celebrities, but you're also oh, that is really good logic because there have been stars who've been called out. Like, why aren't they? Mm -hmm. That makes a lot, a lot of sense. So if if your favorite celebrity, if you're like, why haven't I, why haven't I seen them on the picket line? It's probably because they're at the Montage Resort in Laguna Beach with some bandages on their face. Yeah, I'm not going to name names, but just go from there. Because yeah, if if you see. They yeah. might not even be on their podcast right now recording. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Well, I have a couple of fun facts about this, actually, too. So, like you said, um, or like he said, people are using the strike A-listers and B-listers. Because, honestly, like, the strike has shown there are a lot of, like, working class, struggling people in even in acting. So it's the ones who can afford like Mindy Kaling. I thought this was kind of insensitive when the strike was announced. She posted a picture of herself at a spa, getting a facial and said, well, I guess I'll have some downtime now. Ooh, and this is well, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's um, cause especially this, 
they're not striking for women. I should say, I don't mean women's. They're not striking for the actors and actresses who pay, who are making millions like mm-hmm. her. So she's kind of like, let them eat cake. To yeah, all yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I get a, I get a summer break. This is yeah. great. Yeah. Most actors don't. Yeah. And then, uh, but where was I going with that? Oh, so the other times um, that these actors get uh, used to get plastic surgery. So um, like you said, the beginning of COVID, a lot of them did. And here's where I caught something in that interview. He said as soon as the clinic started opening up again, Beverly Hills allowing them to, they started getting facelifts and things because they'll be out of the public eye. There were um, some doctors operating during the lockdown for a price. And I don't know if it was full on surgery because that could be, but there were surgeons I know at I can at least confirm in Beverly Hills doing Botox and all that stuff under, you know, kind of backdoor text them. You're there, that kind of a thing, full blown surgery in those, that short, in that time when we were truly locked down, I'm not sure how that would have operated, but no, the, the, for the actor, for the A-listers, um, this, no one says no and never closed. And then the other time is December. A lot of plastic, mm. a lot of December is December in like Beverly Hills and stuff for plastic surgery is booked up often because that's when a lot of um, production takes a break for the holidays between Thanksgiving and New Year. And so that's a, that's a time a lot of like actors on move, like scripted actors, they use that to disappear and get their annual tune ups done. And that leads directly into um, award season. Award yeah. season starts in it January, gives- so so you get you get your you get your month to kind of disappear. Say you're with your family, you're hanging out for the holidays, you're getting some work done, and you come mm-hmm. back shiny and new for the Globes that that second weekend of uh, January. Yeah, that's actually is like just the right amount of time. So we have here like. June is when like weddings book up, wedding venues, and then December is when your facelift slot goes. You better catch it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who? <laughs> oh, here's a fun one though. Speaking of plastic surgery strikes, and I have to say that uh, Doctor Ben Talley, Tally, should get him. We should get him on. Maybe he'll do a trade with us. I could use a little work, but um. He, mm-hmm. he he mentioned A and B listers are using this time because they can afford it. Well, we know someone who's a SAG member who's neither A list or B list. No longer welcome and scripted very much. Mm-hmm. Not much going on anymore in reality. But she loves plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Lisa Rinna. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Former Real Housewife of Beverly Hills has a lot has a lot to say about all this, as if she's involved in any way. No, but she likes to. She took such an easy stand. Like it's just such an it's such an easy. Yeah, so she you know she came out and basically is, is calling out all her. It's brought. She's talking about BravoCon. Basically, she's saying that. Yeah. Um, uh, that she's calling out all her fellow SAG members within the reality, within the Bravo community, uh, all the Bravo lebs saying that, that none of them should go to BravoCon to because the solidarity with the solidarity with the strikers 
you know, um, the th- um, and so she's basically calling them all out before they even do anything. Like BravoCon's when November. Yeah, first I believe first weekend of November in Vegas. So she's she's trying to take that like seem like she kind of in the same way that Bethany was doing with the trying to take the reins on the unionization thing. Like mm-hmm. no nobody asked Renna to be in charge, but she's just or 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 be the voice of anything. Um, but it, you know it is interesting. So like. They can the any Bravo libs that are in SAG can go to BravoCon. They're not forbidden from that. BravoCon, uh, Bravo is Bravo's unscripted. It's reality, so it's yeah, not. It's there, separate so, from the strike. Yeah, even so, within within SAG AFTRA, I don't remember if we've talked about this over the last few weeks. There is a rule within SAG AFTRA. It's called the National Code of Fair Practice for Network Television Broadcasting. It's called mm-hmm. the Network Code for short. And what the network code is, is that allows, that's why, um, that allows SAG members, even while the strike is going on, it allows them to do soap operas, variety shows, talk shows, game shows, and reality. So that's why, that's why reality, even though a lot of the Bravo stars that, a lot of the housewives who are not in SAG, they're not bound to anything. They could do reality no matter what. But this particular, the network code allows SAG members to keep doing reality if they want to. And, and, and they can do um, promotions. So they can go to BravoCon because um, all the, all the members of SAG aren't allowed to do press for other projects. They're, they're promoting. Yeah. Like, like so movies. Act, act, yeah. Movie like premieres the, are off limits. Exactly. So that's why um, Comic-Con was this past weekend and it got gutted because n- normally that's where all the, the net the studios take their new footage. The actors go for panels. They're not allowed to do that because they're promoting, AM, AMPTP and studio productions, reality is considered a separate beast. So the SAG members can go to BravoCon, but they can't promote other projects. Like if if Garcelle is in like a, a Hallmark movie, she mm-hmm. can't go to BravoCon and promote the Hallmark movie, but right, she can right. promote Housewives. Um, but I, but so there's like Rena just calling them out ahead of time seems. Because I, I was trying to think, how many how many housewives do you we think are even in SAG? Because okay. I, I mean, like I mean, Kyle obviously, Kyle, Kyle Richards, um, Kim and Kathy. Oh, I don't is Kathy? I don't even know. She like she has credits, but I don't know if she has the credits to actually have been in SAG. Yeah, I'm um, not sure about her. Kyle obviously is a working actress. Yeah. Garcelle. I mean, yeah. most okay. Denise are, Richards, if you're still Richards. calling her a housewife. I know some Atlanta, probably uh, Candy. Um, she has a real career outside of housewives. I'm not sure because people land in it and we're, but it's honestly mostly going to be, it's mostly going to be um, Beverly Hills housewives, mm-hmm. maybe some Atlanta that I can think yeah. of. But, um, so it was clear Rinna was just calling calling out the people that she's feuding with. Oh yeah, and the thing about Rinna is, um, it's you know as much as she she's trying to take this like um, holier than thou stance so she can insert herself in this. Like I think the was it the article said I'm sure Rinna wouldn't be saying this if she was still invited to BravoCon. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. A, an she, unnamed source said that, which was a great line. It's true. I mean, she's not welcome. She's not 
she's not a part of BravoCon this year. Um, she's not a housewife anymore. And as far as her um, taking the moral high ground with this strike, um, she was working while the writers only were striking. When WGA mm-hmm. struck, she kept going to set. I think she has a uh, um, role in a Ryan Murphy thing coming mm-hmm. up. I think yeah. KHS. And so, yeah, it wasn't, she was fine working and crossing that picket line, but mm-hmm. now that it affects her, and so she's out of both scripted and reality, now she has to turn and start attacking others to stay relevant. Yep, yep. And so, it, it, it's, it's just a, such such an easy stance for her, because it, it just... It, it, if if they if now some of them do back out, she'll be like, "See, they they followed my lead." And if they don't, then she can call them out for it. Like it, she's there's nothing for her to lose there. Right. It's not like anybody's listening to her. Right, right. I mean, she is not. She's not exact. What, what did Kathy say at the reunion? You have the worst reputation in town. Everyone knows you're a bully. <laughs> I mean, no one. I don't think people take her too seriously here. At least, at least. Bethany is um like basically Rena uses Instagram stories kind of just passive to throw this stuff out there and see what sticks. Bethany Frankel, on the other hand, is trying to lead this charge to strike as housewives. She's inundating our feed with TikToks and Instagrams. It's just like insane. She's she's having a she's having a quite a few days. Yeah, uh, I don't uh, I don't most of her TikToks and IG lives are things that you and Stacy send me. I don't I don't follow her, <laughs> but but they tend to be insane. Uh, and this week she just she amped it up with her um, what started as the the seafood was it a TikTok or an IG live? I don't remember. Um, I- I, see, I think it was TikTok. Know, I'm pretty sure it was TikTok. People, you know, I don't want to support her account with her accounts with views. So I count on people to screenshot them as videos and then post them on Twitter. So I get mm-hmm. to look at them without giving without boosting her numbers in the algorithm. It's it's my form. It's a Rena style protest. It's very weak, <laughs> but each each listen each click counts. I respect it. I respect yeah. it. She yeah she she released this video of the, of her just just violently eating this. She even called out the. I mean, basically, she was doing a promo for a restaurant because it was a place called Old Old Town Crab, where she was just eating shellfish at, out of a bag like that. You know, like the the was the place in the boiling crab. Yeah, the yeah. LA chain, you know, one of those places. Um, but I couldn't I couldn't watch it because um, I guess I have. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. misophonia is what it's called. Is that the uh, noise? Me- that misophonia is when it you you were just driven mad by the sound of chewing. People I can't eating or chewing. I have to leave the room if people are eating chips, anything crunchy. Like I I have to at least distance myself because it, it makes me want to like yeah. slam my like shatter my plate it's and ex- scream. That's how I feel when in commercials, when they like, like fast food commercials, when they up the volume of somebody biting into a burger. Like the Carl's, the old Carl's Jr. Jr. The the Paris Hilton one. Oh my God. Those used to drive me crazy. So this is, so this Bethany video was unwatchable for me, but I guess it's a thing. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a, it's like a, 
a thing that's going gone viral, sort of. And yes. It, it's, well, it's, it's sort of ASMR, but the, the, it's called mukbang, M U K B A N G. Where basically it's a style of vlogging, of video blogging, where the person the on the on camera person is eating the whole time, mm-hmm. like making annoying chewing, talking with the you know it's it's oh, my yeah. nightmare. That's it's like my a- nightmare. <laughs> Like, it's a whole genre on Twitter and yeah, stuff. yeah, like, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's huge, and th- that's clearly what she's doing. Why she's doing it, I don't know. She tra- she chases every possible trap, Mike. She's another like. I- I'm surprised we haven't. Made- oh God, she probably has done some weird Barbie one, but I mean, she just chases any trend and tries applying anything the teens are doing on TikTok. She tries replicating as a woman in her mid fifties, 10 times more obnoxious than all of them. Oh, hers, hers was, I don't think it landed well because the, the, uh, the, the best description I saw and the one was used most, most often was people just referred to it as chaotic and terrifying because Mm -hmm. it was just up close camera of her just eating the seafood with her hands, talking while she's chewing it just discuss and what she was saying was kind of gibberish. Like it didn't even make sense. Like she wasn't, it wasn't like last week when she was going through her like commandments of what the union should be. Mm-hmm. Like at least that sort of made sense. This was just her rambling while eating. And then she got called out so much for it that she made a second video explaining the first video. And in the second video, she was eating chicken nuggets also as aggressively. And, um, she was basically she was calling out the people that were hating on her first video because one of the first things that came up is she famously even I knew this from reading about it is that has a in her her words a deathly seafood allergy. Yeah, which I I got into a Twitter fight with someone about this because I caught on to that uh, that uh, lapse in her story there. She's shoveling because on the show if you haven't seen on the show she had this dramatic story about how even air that has touched fish. It was on an airplane, wasn't it? Like, she, yeah. Yeah. If air, she, airborne, she, yes. Airborne fish particles can send her an anaphylactic shock. Like she was tweeting for a while. They should ban seafood from airplanes just to protect her from her, you know, with her allergies. And now she's shoving and she's shoving, pounds and pounds of shellfish in her mouth and she and she she answered this she she was it was brought up enough that she felt the need to answer in her second video and she made and it's it's a fair point that seafood and shellfish are not like having an allergy for one does not mean you have an allergy for the Mm -hmm. other it's a fair point but if she's talking about her deathly like talking about deathly allergic when something's in the air um I would probably be hesitant to eat shellfish because shellfish and sea f- and fish are generally transported together. They're caught right. together and transported together. So her her analogy was like it's basically she's saying, "Well, yes, I said I was allergic to beef, but now I'm eating chicken." That's in her mind, and it's like, "Well, no, that's not the same because the beef and chicken aren't generally caught and transported together." Yeah, you know, like so. I mean, and maybe she eats shellfish. Maybe she's fine eating shellfish, but it doesn't seem like the smartest idea. And you know, now that I go back in my head, I can remember a very specific scene of Housewives where Carol Radswell goes over to Bethany's apartment, and Bethany has a, um, 
you know, like those cake tier stands, mm-hmm. but it's all sashimi. It was mm. it was Bethany serving. It was those two having like an afternoon drink and snack, and they were eating sashimi and sushi. I mean, yeah. Do we have to say allegedly? I don't believe Bethany. <laughs> I don't believe anything it's, she does. He, 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 her story's falling apart. It's mm-hmm. falling apart. Like you know, if if. According to her, according to what she's already said, a, a strong gust of wind could blow some of that sashimi particles her way and could kill her. And looking to, back, she was, her. yeah. I mean, so I, for someone, like you said, she made the argument they're separate things. But like you said, she said a particle in the air could send her into fatal anaphylactic shock. You, Yeah, I don't buy it. We should. This would be horrible as I say. Let's send her some. Oh God, let's send no. her some seafood. Mm, Just no, kidding. I think, that's, I think that's against the law, probably. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I I saw the video going around, and I couldn't bring myself to turn the volume on because just. The sound, the and the, the lighting the, was the, horrible. The, oh god! And she, she was, she had some sort of mask on, like it looked like some sort of night beauty mask, or, or maybe she just had seafood in her face. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was that was the, not only was it disgusting, just the whole eating and sloppy eating. She's eating one of the messiest things. Like if you've gone to one of those seafood places where it's served in the bag, it's mm-hmm. already messy. They give you plastic gloves. There's yeah, no real like. I didn't know this mukbang thing existed until this happened, and now it. I I can't now. I'm gonna have to mute that on 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 um, all social media because I can't not look at that. Yeah. I, I can't believe that's a thing that because pe- yeah, you like you said, it's sort of like ASMR, I guess. Like, pe- do people really love this? I don't watch that kind of stuff. I've seen it. Like I said, I have that same thing too. Certain noise, especially people eating, Mm -hmm. certain noises. Like, so I'm not into that kind of stuff, but I know it's, I don't know if they watch though for like that gratification or, oh yeah, no, because have you seen those? A big one, a big trend I see. I don't mean trend like new, but just people eating takeout in their car, like fresh from the drive-thru while talking to the camera. And it's no. like a thing, like a new, yeah. Those just like, like, like I think, what's her name? Does that Trish Paytas? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, or the, plenty of people, like a new combo meal at Popeye's and they go uh, get it drive-thru and then they just park in the parking lot and they're shoving the food in their mouth, but talking to you about their day or random things. I don't understand. I just It's not really for me. No. No. Yeah. To each their own, I guess. <laughs> and I guess speaking of, wow, we're on a roll tonight with housewives we love and cherish here. Mm, All our Rina. Yeah. Yeah. Rina down. Bethany down. Oh god, oh god, this is horrible. As me like, Rina, maybe we'll send a piece of bread too. Eat a piece of bread and maybe you'll calm down. Bethany, (laughs) I guess you made it where it would be illegal for me to like maliciously send her seafood as a as a joke test. Like we're like I suppose you could send her shellfish because she claims she's fine with that. Yeah, I'm not trying to kill her. I want to catch her in the lie and see that she's like 
That's what I, just so you guys know, I didn't mean kill her. I meant I want to catch her in the lie, lure her in, but I, I wouldn't risk it. It was all a joke, just saying, all a joke-ish. And then <laughs> third, my my other favorite housewife who lashed out this this today publicly, Teresa Giudice, New Jersey I, I, housewife, felon, cook. <laughs> I, uh, table thrower. Yeah, yeah. Flipper of table. I saw what, so yeah, so she's, she's decided to, to take another dig at Sofia Vergara. Like, what what, what led to that? So in 2017, I guess they were at some kind of a media event. Not sure what it was, but Teresa's story is that they were at a media event. And Sofia Vergara was there. And Sofia Vergara's publicist and Teresa's publicist got together there and were like, oh, they, those two should take a picture together. And that, um, when they went to tell Sofia, like, come over here, we'll take a picture, take a picture with her. Sofia refused and she got really upset. Like, I guess made Teresa feel like Teresa wasn't good enough to be seen with her, which, I would agree with, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give you, I'll explain that to you in a minute. But so the thing is with Teresa, on the other hand, she's been telling this story It's from 2017 and she brought it up again and it takes kind of like a racist turn where she mocks Sofia Vergara's accent, which is hilarious to me. Teresa was born in Patterson, New Jersey, and can't string together a sentence or a paragraph. <laughs> she and, and so she is in no position to mock the way other people speak. Her, fa- her parents were immigrants. Her husband was, her ex-husband, Joe Giudice, was an immigrant. So for her to make fun of other people's accents is ridiculous. And on top of it, what she said is something along the lines of, Sofia Vergara is like an immigrant. She should be a little bit more humble when speaking to American stars. Yeah, yeah, I saw that I saw, and I was like, I, well, my first thought is, is this like an on? I didn't realize this was like an ongoing beef. Well, it's not, it's not a beef, because I'm sure Sofia Vergara does not. I, I doubt it. Sofia It's, the, it's has... the Don Draper me, you know, meme of, I feel sorry for you, I don't think about you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it almost makes me think back in whenever that happened. Wait, was that pre-prison? Was she in legal issues at the time, Teresa? If this goes back to 2017, she probably was out of prison by then. So, I mean, so maybe, well, first of all, maybe Sofia Vergara has no idea who she is. Mm-hmm. That's that's entirely possible. Also, maybe she doesn't want to be, you know, taking photos with felons who just got out of prison. Well, that's what I was going to say, because, you know, okay, first of all, there is a divide. Sofia Vergara is an A-list TV actress, which is pretty high up. Uh, you know, it goes A-list act in the general industry, movie actors and actresses, TV, and then reality. I hate to say it because I love and I work there's, with there's, reality. There's, there's probably Real- two or three levels between the, the TV and the reality. But, yeah. yeah. And so for I get Teresa is a big name in reality, but to especially 2017, um, Modern Family was still on. To, um, I'm sorry. Sophia was pr- 
I'd have to look probably the highest paid TV she was, actress. Yeah. She, towards the, I don't know exactly what year we're talking about, but towards the end of the last several seasons of Modern Family, she was the highest paid actress on television. I think and she's then, making about nine or 10 million a year. Yeah. Something like that. And then the other thing, which I, here's where, cause I deal with this a little bit and there are, there's, Teresa is reality and Teresa is not just reality because big actors and actresses love to take pictures with Lisa Vanderpump. They love that stuff. It is also that Teresa doesn't have the greatest reputation. She went to prison and that's not a great look. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, the way Teresa said it is that Sophia's publicist wanted her to take the photo with Teresa as if it would be a big get a big step up for Sofia Vergara mm. to take a photo with Teresa and that Sofia refused. Honestly, I think Teresa's playing that up. I'm pretty sure Sofia's publicist would have shut that photo down. They, they don't, they don't come storming up to you. Please, Sofia, take a picture with her. Their, their job is to filter these people out for you. And he, and if they- he, her publicist would have done it discreetly with Sophia. They wouldn't, it wouldn't, it's not like they were all sitting together in a table and Sophia threw a glass and said, Teresa, I think is exaggerating the story to make her seem closer to the, the, what's it called? Closer to the rotation. Uh, what do you call it? The orbit to make it oh, sound the, like yes, she was yes. that much closer in Sophia's orbit. And I really just think her, maybe her publicist approached Sophia's people from a distance and they were like, no, cause I've had to, for some people I've had to be like, um, Oh, a little fun trick. If you are, if you are a celebrity and you get kind of, you're not sure about a st- another person who wants to take a photo with you. Here's my little trick. You insist you take it on your photo, and then I'm sorry. You insist you're like, oh, sure, let's take it on my phone. That way, my social media person can make us look great, and we'll send it right over to you. And then you delete the photo and never see them again. That's the way to politely handle to kind of skirt the issue. You make them think you took a photo with them, but they're never going to see it. And then that that way, you control the photo, and they can never post it. What what happens if they get or they get their people to be super pushy and like constantly ask you about it? What did you just just stop ghost them? Just ghost them. Sophia Vergara is not going to run into Teresa Chiudice as an example at a grocery store because I've been hounded by certain people and I um for photos with other people and um I. You kind of have to pick and choose, but it's a polite way to do it instead of saying, no, you're not good enough for a photo with me. Because now it's not even the photo with them. It's that they're going to post it on social media. And it's not going to be Sofia Vergara posting, look, I'm with a housewife. It is going to be Teresa Giudice, felon reality star, saying, look, I'm with an A-list TV star. And you're, yeah. they don't want you exploiting their name. It's a, yeah. So and the the, the making fun of her accent that's such low hanging fruit like she's that accent has made her like a hundred million dollars and she's gotten I mean she's gotten shit from a lot of different like uh, like Hispanic groups and things basically like accusing her of putting the like almost making the accent cartoony 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like certainly on on Modern Family, like her real speaking voice is slightly different, but she gets enough. She, like it just seems like such low hanging fruit because like the accent is like what you know that's a big part of her her personality. Yeah, and like Teresa's in no position to speak. Her voice isn't exactly um, a lullaby, isn't it? No, no. It, it's not Marilyn Monroe or Jackie's whisper there. You guys, how many? I can't. I can't even do it. I'm way too valley to pull off that. But look, she she can't. What it, ingredients is the cleansiness of other people's homes. <laughs> Her daughters, D O R T E R S. Her children are her daughters. It's hard for me to do, but you guys got. Well, I think this is just leading into uh, sooner than later. We're going to get the super couple of uh, Teresa. I can never pronounce her last name. Is it Giudice or is it Guidice? I've asked you this before. Okay. Well, the first few seasons, each season was different. I think she settled on Giudice. Okay. There were times when it was Giudice or, yeah, I think it's Giudice at this point. Okay. So we're going to end up with the super couple of Teresa Giudice and Ethan Slater, <laughs> Ar- Ar- Ariana's ex-munchkin. <laughs> and on that note, I hope if you guys are watching at night, I hope you have, uh, or listening to this at night, I hope you, I hope the picture of Teresa and Ethan Slater <laughs> together romantically haunt your dreams. If it's the morning, I hope it haunts <laughs> the rest of your day. Um, and of course, I hope you haunt all your friends and frenemies with our podcast. <laughs> Make sure to share, please. Um, also rate, subscribe, review, and rate, review, subscribe, and listen. I don't know. Follow, 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 rate, review, and subscribe. I'm still, God, I sound like Teresa now. I can't get that. I still can't get that together. Follow, rate, review, and subscribe. And of course, you can follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter. No. (laughs) Oh, God. Teresa's cursed me now. I can't do that. Instagram and TikTok. Pretty Corrupt Podcast is on Instagram and TikTok at Pretty Corrupt Podcast. On Twitter at Pretty Corrupt One. And also on those, on those accounts, you'll find all of our personal um, links. If you'd like to stalk us or slide I'm into glad our I, I'm, I'm glad I let you power through that. It came out. It ended up great. Didn't it? <laughs> well done. Well done. And then um, we're also, also, you know, um, somewhere down the road, um, I, I want to get our um, our mukbang channel up on YouTube of just us eating, um, just talking about random. We're, we're just going to do an entire podcast where we're eating the entire time. Oh, How about that? I have to tell you, my late night snack is like celery with something. I'm at least self-aware enough to only do that alone. I would never eat celery. And that's the kind of food that makes me want to light myself on fire. Hearing people eat it. There is a, I'm sure there's a huge group on the internet that would love the sound of you chewing celery. I can't hear myself to it. Some people, I I hate it too. I hate it too. I don't understand. Well, I don't understand. On that note, who wants to say bye? A lot of options here. Ciao. Like we do it.